are listening to the podcast of Trinity Grace Church Williamsburg. Our longing is to see heaven come to earth in Brooklyn. For more information on our church, please visit tgcwilliamsburg.com. This is a very special podcast from Trinity Grace Church. Um, Not something that we normally do, but we're here to talk about the daily prayer rhythm that we just began churchwide last Sunday. And we wanted just to record a podcast to give practical advice um, and practical steps to how to incorporate this and make this a part of your life. So if you have no idea what I'm talking about when I say daily prayer rhythm, Stop this podcast and go back and listen to the sermon from September 22nd, which is titled Praying Like Monks, then come back and restart this one. Um, If you haven't uh, checked it out, we have a website, tgcwilliamsburg.com slash prayer, where you can see the resources for everything that I'm about to refer to. Uh, You can sign up with your email address and actually get morning, midday, and evening prompts for prayer that have both a short guide to prayer and then a link to take you to a a much larger, more robust resource that can guide you step-by-step through each of these prayers. Um, But what we've invited our church into is a daily prayer rhythm that involves three prayers throughout the day, to pray the Lord's Prayer in the morning, to pray the Jesus Creed at midday, and to pray gratitude in the evening. And our vision is that as the many people of our church are going about their unique day-to-day routine, that we would be bound together by praying along the same themes scattered all throughout the city at similar uh, portions in our day. So I would strongly suggest, if you have not done this, that you sign up for these prayer alerts and that at least for the first few weeks that you also set reminders for yourself at the times that you're hoping to do these prayers, morning, midday, and evening reminders. That could be alarms on your phone or uh, reminder alerts on your phone or something like that. It could be post-it notes in a place that you're going to pass at that point of the day, whatever works for you. Anytime you're creating a new habit, setting reminders is a really important thing to do. So if you go to that website, you'll find everything you need. You'll find info on the prayers. You'll find resources. You'll find a way to sign up. You'll find uh, ways to troubleshoot technical issues, people to contact frequently asked questions. Just go to tgcwilliamsburg.com slash prayer, and you'll find everything you need. Now, in just a moment, I'm going to interview our associate pastor, Gemma Ryan, on... um, her engagement with these prayer rhythms, which I think is going to be really helpful. But before we get there, I just want to note a few important logistical details related to this prayer rhythm. First, when you sign up, you're signing up to receive email notifications with links to these resources that guide you through each of these prayers on Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., 1 p.m., and 7 p.m. 
So we've chosen just to make this a five-day-a-week thing, but on the website, we've also created a weekend journaling practice that will help you to gather up the things God has been speaking to you during the week and really savor them with him as you rest on the weekend. So if you're interested in that, be sure to check it out. Um, all of the resources are also available to print off there on the website. And as a point of clarity, the vision is not to pray at exactly 7 a.m., 1 p.m., and 7 p.m. every day. Everyone listening to this is going to have a different schedule. Everyone's going to be in a different stage of life and have different demands and obligations on their time. Some people won't have a consistent everyday schedule that they can simply um, predictably put this into. And so what you should be asking yourself is what is morning, midday, and evening for me today? and then pray at those times and allow these resources to guide you. There's also not a one-size-fits-all approach to spiritual formation. The, this, the ways that we connect with God, the ways that he's formed us and made us are as unique as there are people in the world. And so there is so much freedom with any practice of prayer to take this and to form it and to make it your own. But there's also just a ton of wisdom any time when you're creating a new habit to stick to a disciplined plan at first. And then once you have something that's like begun to be ingrained in you as a rhythm or as a regular habit, then begin to explore the free space of modifying that so that it fits my personality, my spiritual pathways, my daily routine, etc. So uh, the final thing I would say is something that we've gotten quite fond of saying in our church, which is, Pray as you can, not as you can't. And what I mean by that is don't take this on as like a, I'm going to completely reform my life in all of these ways and it's going to be the perfect plan and it, it doesn't really work like that. So we've written these prayers so that they can be done in 30 seconds or an hour. And I just want to encourage everyone so much to incorporate in this in your life in a sustainable way that feels like a single step toward God for you. So if praying the Lord's Prayer for an hour every morning sounds to you like running a marathon on no training, then do not start there. Start with praying the Lord's Prayer for 30 seconds every morning. Start just with turning your attention to God and just praying the first line. Maybe you want to incorporate only the morning rhythm or only the midday rhythm to begin. Maybe you just want to say, I want to give one minute, 60 seconds, three 60-second pauses throughout the day just to make this a regular habit in my life. Just figure out a simple, manageable way that you can sustainably work this into your life, that you could say, you know what, in December, I could see myself still doing this, and then go for it that way, because this is about love. God is gracious in his nature. He is not demanding. He is much more loving father than he is personal trainer. So pray as you can. And it's going to look different for single moms and single 20-somethings. It'll look different for freelancers than finance workers. There's so much freedom here. Figure out a sustainable way to make this part of your life and begin to pray as you can. Okay, with all that said, hello, Gemma. Hi, how's it going? Very good. <laughs> Thank you so much uh, for being with us. So, Gemma, what I'd love to do and what I think would be so helpful to the people of our church is if I could just interview you on your interaction with this daily prayer rhythm, because you are someone who I know personally has a deep uh, life of prayer. 
you have been through years of walking with Jesus in prayer, uh, and that's looked many different ways at many different stages in your spiritual journey. Um, you've also walked with Jesus in prayer through different life stages, from being single to being married to being a mother, um, and even different stages of being a mother. So I think that there could be a lot of wisdom that you have to share with us. No, no pressure. pressure. <laughs> but we're expecting quite a lot. Um, so first, why don't you just give sort of opening comments or thoughts on uh, pausing at morning, midday, and evening in order to pray these prayers? Anything that you would say to the people of our church about incorporating this into your life? Well, I would say that over the years, I have tended to prioritize morning um, because I feel like if I if my mor morning starts off well, it like sets me up for um, the day in a better way. So I feel like the rhythm of the morning prayer has been something that has uh, I've formed a habit with over over the years. Um, but I think the the midday and the evening has been more new and a new rhythm for me. And I think for me recently, the, the midday one has been particularly helpful, the 2, the 2 p.m. one for me, because um, like I used to be a dancer and my dance teacher used to say, Gemma, you're holding your breath, you're holding your breath, you have to breathe while you're dancing. And I think sometimes I do that with my day. It's just like, I'm just like trying to hold my breath and, and just get through the day. And, um, and I think the midday one or the afternoon one is just a really good time to just remind myself if I have been trying to hold my breath and do things in my own strength and just kind of like almost provide a little reset before I get to like the end of the day where I go, oh yeah, it's been morning time since I really turned my attention towards God. I feel like it just is really, that's a really, really important one to sort of punctuate my day. Awesome. That's such a helpful illustration, the dancing thing. Um, so I want to zoom in on each of those and just try to get as specific a picture as I can of what this looks like for you. So in the morning, uh, when you reach the, the Lord's Prayer portion of your time with God in the morning, and if you don't know what the Lord's Prayer is, it's that our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, that prayer of Jesus. Um, so when you say that you use the, the words of the Lord's Prayer to sort of punctuate or send you into themes of prayer. Just walk me through exactly what that looks like for you. Where are you? What are you doing? How do you, how do you avoid praying the exact same thing every day? Just kind of take me through that. Yeah. Um, well, usually I am, you know, sitting in my living room and I'm sitting on the couch and I will start with our father. And usually at that point, it just like, I just, for a second, remind myself that I am joined to like believers all over the world, like saying this prayer, this well-known prayer. And more recently, as we've been doing this as a community, that's kind of a moment for me just to just remember like the people, my friends, family in this community that are also saying those same words. It's like that sense of like reminding me like I belong to something bigger than just me. Um, and then, you know, our father, um, ha you know, hallowed be your name. I just, I kind of just in my own words will say things that I 
like about God, <laughs> things that I'm grateful for in that day. Like, God, I'm just really grateful that um, you were so faithful to me yesterday when I was doing this thing. I'm really grateful for your friendship. Um, and I just sort of try to express gratitude and praise in my own simple words. Um, and then, you know, when I get to bits about like, give us today your daily bread, like for me, that's like, um, you know, thinking about like practical provision that God gives, but also I often think of that as in like, Jesus feed me spiritually. And very often after this, I'm maybe reading some verses of scripture, something that I'm following along in the Bible. And I'm just like asking God to like feed me with his word to sustain me throughout the day. Um, much like, you know, in the Old Testament, we read about like how manna came from heaven and they gathered, they were told to gather it up each day and not to hoard it because it kind of got rotten. And it's like that realization of like, I don't want to try and get through my day living off of this beautiful thing that God showed me last Saturday. Like I want to have something for this day. So it's both like practical, Lord, just help me with all the things that I need to do today. And maybe that's part of my prayer is like, um, Lord, I have this to do today. Would you just help me with that? Um, and then sometimes like when it comes to like, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, that's just like a moment where I just kind of search my heart and say, is there something that I just want to confess to God and say sorry for? Sometimes like in that moment, that's when I realize like, oh, you know what? I was kind of sharp with my husband this morning and I should probably after this send him a text and apologize for that or whatever. Um, so it's just like bringing my day to day, the reality of my day to day into the language of, of those prayers. And then as I finish, it's kind of just like, Lord, just send me out into this day just filled with your spirit and just trying to live for you and love you and love the people that um, you put around me. So that's kind of just, I just like add my own simple words yeah, that's after really each helpful. line of the prayer. It's really helpful. Do you find that there's one portion of the Lord's prayer that you tend to spend the most time on or does it vary day to day? I think it varies day to day. Um, I think that there are times whenever I just want to spend an extended period of time like with my focus directed towards who God is and who God is to me and less about what do I need from God and then there's other days when I just recognize that I come into that space kind of with a million things going on in my head and rather than just try to ignore them or pretend they're not there I just try to bring it into conversation with Jesus and say you know I'm just really feeling like I need to get all of this stuff off my chest. And I just do that in the context of praying through that simple prayer. Yeah. Um, one thing you said that I think is just a really helpful, practical tip for anyone listening that's trying to figure out how to get started is if you can go to the place of prayer before going to your phone, that will absolutely reform your prayer life in the morning. So the easiest way I know of to do that, if you use your, if you don't use your phone as your alarm clock, it's very easy just to avoid contact with your phone first thing in the morning. But if you do, then luckily Apple has developed the do not disturb switch and you can just have your notifications off. You can set a schedule. I actually have a schedule on my phone so that I know basically none of my notifications show up until after I, my alarm's gone off, I've had a little while to make a cup of coffee. To sit, I sit on my stoop, to sit on my stoop and to pray in the morning. So I would just really suggest that to anyone listening to this. Let's jump ahead to uh, the midday. So 
obviously it sounds like this prayer is more brief for you since you're standing by the school gate uh, in the middle of your day. You're in a different portion of the day, so you're in a different mood, uh, different things going on. But we are inviting uh, the whole church to pray the Jesus Creed at the midpoint of the day, which is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. So you're standing at the school gate waiting on your daughter. Walk us through what that looks like. Yeah, I mean, very simply, you know, for me, it's just that I take a second to turn my attention to God. And, you know, it becomes very kind of reflective as well of like, okay, how how have I been loving you today? How have I received your love today? And it's just like very quick, actually. But it's like just taking a second to just be like, God, you are with me right now. You have not left me. You've been with me throughout my whole day. Thank you that you're present with me. And maybe it's also just that I'm like, uh, you know, grateful for my daughter Livy who's with me and I'm talking to God about her or like I'm really grateful for Ember who's walking out towards me and um, thinking through the people who have been part of my day so far. And um, and for me, the next portion of my day is going into mostly spending time with my kids, bumping into other parents and kids in the playground. So it's kind of like, Lord, just like help me to love, help me to love well in this next portion of my day. Um, but yeah, I feel like if I have an extended time in the morning, usually the other times are shorter. But I think that's just different depending on people's rhythms and their personality. Um but yeah, I feel like really my my midday or 2 p.m. is kind of like a somewhere between two and five minutes, kind of just like turning my attention to God. I think that's so important for people to hear who are listening to this, that a pastor at our church prays two minutes <laughs> and it counts. <laughs> you know, it doesn't. this doesn't have to be a really intense thing that you take on. This is a an act of love to pause and turn your attention to God. Uh, to be present with him in the middle of your act- activity at the midpoint of your day is an act of love. So then let's let's skip ahead to in the evening, your day is drawing to a close. You said that you often do this gratitude prayer with your family. Mm-hmm. So maybe uh, specifically this would be really helpful to those listening who have kids, but I think to anyone, uh, tell us what this is like for you to pray gratitude in the evening. Yeah, well, um, we have tried to just think about what does this look like for us to incorporate this into the rhythm of our family and for this to be kind of in language that we can use with our children. So kind of rather than being like, oh, this is another thing we have to do. It's like, actually, this is something that we're already kind of doing. Let's just make this more of a moment where um, we as a family are practicing gratitude. So literally, we will sit down. We'll ask who would like to pray for the meal. Usually, it's our daughter, Ember, who tells us all we're not allowed to say amen. And then, <laughs> for some reason, and then we just start with, okay, let's let's practice gratitude. Let's talk about what was good about our day. What did you enjoy today? And each of us do it, and we all share the things that were good, the things that were not so good. And then, like I said, we also talk about, like, when did you experience love? When did you show kindness? And that's something that, um, you know, we've noticed with our kids, like, when we were recently away and on vacation, 
we were, you know, uh, together as a family doing our kind of morning prayers and our evening prayers. And at first it was just John and I. And then over time, our daughter would say, hey, can I can I join it? Can I do morning prayers? Can I do evening prayers? And it just really struck me that like, okay, maybe this isn't like everyday life where we can do this every day when we're rushing out to do the school run. But what pieces of this can we incorporate into our day to day life? And so the meal time in the evening has been primarily the time when we do that. And obviously we have other prayers at bedtime with our kids. And then um, John and I individually um, are trying to embrace this prayer of examine, which literally that's just like I get into bed in the evening and I just play through my day kind of like a movie and just ask for um, God's help to just draw my attention towards moments when I really recognize his presence and practice gratitude for that and then also notice the times when I didn't and then pray that the next day that God would just increase my awareness of his presence throughout my day tomorrow. Yeah and, and you know for whatever it's worth the prayer of examine is one of the reach practices for the evening that we've incorporated yeah. into these resources. So, again, there's kind of three levels of this for anyone listening and beginning to engage these practices. The first is just kind of a one-sentence definition of this is what it means to pray gratitude in morning, midday, or I'm sorry, in the evening, or this is what it means to pray the Lord's Prayer in the morning, or whatever it may be. And then if you click into the link, there's a larger resource and at the bottom of every one of those resources, we've added reach practices, which is essentially a way for you to say, I am loving this particular movement of prayer. How do I go deeper with this? And so we've created additional resources with historic Christian practices that would guide you into a deeper expression of that. So a deeper expression of praying gratitude would be praying this ancient prayer called the examine. Um, and maybe to anyone listening who doesn't have a family um, just another way to to pray gratitude in the evening. I commute on my bike, and so I always just do this in my on my bike ride home. And I use that that Dainu phrase that we talked about on Sunday of "Thank you, God, for overdoing it." And so I just try to literally start back at the beginning of my day and notice the places where um, God gave me something to be grateful for, and spend a bit of time reflecting and and naming things to Him that I'm grateful for, and just say. Thank you, God, for overdoing it. Thank you, God, for overdoing it. And that's kind of the anchor phrase that I come back to. So it's just the five-minute bike ride I have home. That's it. It's that simple. Um, now, Jim, I want to give you a chance to speak to people at different stages in their spiritual journey and how they might engage with this, and then people at different life stages and how they might engage with this. So first, let's think about stages in the spiritual journey. So for someone who is just starting out and they've never had a consistent rhythm of prayer or reading scripture or something like that before, how would you advise that person to begin engaging with this daily prayer rhythm? It's a good question. Um, I feel like sometimes it can feel overwhelming initially to think about like, oh, here's all these things that I need to incorporate in my day. So, um, if that is how someone is feeling, I would say start off small and pick one of those. Pick morning. I think morning is a really good one to start with because it kind of sets you up with your intention for the day. So I would just encourage you to um, get up in the morning, 
make yourself some coffee or tea, sit somewhere quietly, have just like a little minute of quiet and say the Lord's Prayer. Take a minute or two to do that. And even if initially you don't feel confident to put your own words after it, just use the words that are printed there. And then over time, maybe just try to elaborate on what you mean just in your simple, ordinary words. Um, I think starting starting small is good because it's like, you know, sometimes it takes you like a month or two of doing something on a daily basis for actually it to form a habit. Um, so you might want to just like nail down the morning first and then, you know, move into something else. Other people I think really like to know what do I, what should I do? And they're like all, you know, eager and enthusiastic to do all three. And that's great. Um, and just know that there's grace to, you know, mess up or feel like okay I didn't quite do that today it doesn't mean you're a failure you just like have grace for yourself and begin again tomorrow <laughs> yeah and then what, what about the opposite end of the spectrum like you you know someone that was listening to this invitation and has been following Jesus for decades has been through you know different kind of peaks and valleys as it relates to spiritual disciplines and an attempt to engage with God um, through practices of prayer and things like this, and maybe as he even has like a tinge of cynicism, even as they're here, like, oh, the church wants me to do three rote prayers every day or something. How would you advise that person who kind of has some some spiritual history under their belt and has engaged with spiritual practices for a while to engage in this? Hmm. I think that very often when things have become really familiar with the Lord's Prayer or like a prayer like the Jesus Creed, we can have a tendency to think, oh, there's nothing here for me. And I actually think that if um, you're in a season like that, I would, I would really encourage you to make sure that there's lots of silence wrapped around your prayer. Um, because I think that if there is like a reluctance, it's just really good to ask ourselves, why, why do I have this reluctance here? Why am I feeling resistant to using this prayer of Jesus? And I think to really just try to see it with fresh eyes, like you haven't before. And, and I think one way to do that is to just be intentionally slow in the reading of the words. Um, and maybe even just to have like someone who is a close friend of yours who knows something of your journey and the highs and lows of that to maybe just be asking them to really intentionally do it with you and have just another reason to just be like checking in with each other about it. Um, yeah, those are some thoughts that come to mind. Yeah, I so agree with the bit you said on silence. I had a, a breakthrough in my own life in prayer when I began to incorporate silence as a regular discipline. I do the same as you. I start with setting a, a timer on my phone and I spend a few minutes in silence every morning before anything else. And something someone said to me that was so helpful related to silence as a spiritual practice was that silence uh, is not so that God can give you a revelation. Like, sometimes that happens, and that's sort of bonus. But I had always heard before, like, God's always speaking. It's just a matter of are you listening or not. And so I thought, well, every time I pause and be silent, 
I have to get like an, a vision like in Revelation or something for, for it to be worth it. And if you study the practice of silence historically, it is just an act of surrender. It's just a way of saying, God, I, I am so obsessed with control, even trying to control my spiritual life and my experience with you. And so here I am, and you don't have to make me feel a certain way by the end of this. And this doesn't have to culminate in something this morning. I'm just offering you myself, even before my words, in silence. And so it can just, that, that place of surrender can be a beautiful invitation to God, to someone that feels kind of like, I think I've, I've experienced more or less what God has to offer as an experience up to this point. Um, let's move toward life stages now. Um, and I would love just to know, what would you say to single people within our church? What would you say to married people? What would you say to parents? Especially what would you say to mothers? I think being a mom of young children is often one of the times when your whole equilibrium gets thrown off as to like, how is my relationship with God supposed to look? Because everything I got taught to do doesn't work <laughs> anymore um, now that I'm taking care of little ones. So just would love for you to kind of just move through and, and speak to different groups of people and share. Yeah. Um, well, I feel like maybe I'll start with um, mothers because that's the easiest one probably for me to talk about because it's where it's my season right now. Um, I would say that whenever, um, whenever my first daughter, Ember, was kind of like in a rhythm of like sleeping through the night and I was getting more rested, then it's like, okay, I want to get into a rhythm of getting up before her in the morning so that my day can start in like solitude and, and, and quiet and, and time with God. And that was really beautiful for, oh, I have lots of memories of like sitting in my kitchen with just like, uh, in my old apartment, I just lit a candle and I would just sit with my tea and I would start the day that way. And I loved that it was like my daughter was entering into my day versus like me being like swept up into the chaos of like a morning routine with kids. Um, but then, you know, I had another baby and suddenly I was like not getting much sleep during the night, nursing mom. And it's like, you know what? Actually, I think God is okay with me pivoting towards rest in the mornings and not getting up at six, you know, to have my quiet time. And so that became more like, okay, well, when she has her morning nap, like I kind of had the chaos of the morning, but it was like when she had her morning nap, that was when I would sit and I would have my coffee and I would um, read the Bible. I have some time to pray. And so it was just really giving myself permission to just find the pockets of time that did work for me. And I remember, you know, an older mentor of mine saying, you know, you take the five minutes that you do have instead of waiting for the hour that might not come for a week or two. And that was really good advice for me. So it's just like trying to recognize moments of like, okay, I'm washing the breakfast dishes. I could just like pin up a little piece of paper that has the Lord's Prayer in it right there on my cupboard so that I just like remember to take that moment when I just have a little breather. Um, so I think things just did... Um, have to shift around. Um, I think one thing that was really helpful for me um, when I think like pre, pre-children or even like pre-getting married, um, like I used to at weekends, you know, we talked about the weekend journaling. Weekends when I was like working as a teacher, Monday through Friday, life was chaotic. And I loved, I had a very, very specific Saturday morning routine where I would go to this place 
I would get myself some coffee. I would read um, scripture. I'd pray. I'd journal a lot because journaling, writing for me has always felt like praying. And then I would just like walk this beach nearby and I would have time with God, that kind of extended time, which was really, really, I loved that part of the rhythm of my week. Um, uh, back whenever I was like in my mid twenties. Um, one thing actually I do want to say about that is that I do think that there is something that can be really special when you're forming a new habit is environment and place. So like I just mentioned, there was this place that I always went to and that became, it sort of was like when I was there, I just knew what my mode was. I knew that was like time to reflect and journal and pray. Um, likewise, I think back to our time when we were living in California before we had kids and I had this, I called it my prayer chair and I would wake up in the morning and John would go to college and I would just sit in my prayer chair. And that was like, it just became like this sense of like my body knew what that time was for. And so I do think that um, cultivating like environments, places, whether it's like a piece of furniture, whether it's like a, whether it's the lighting of a candle before you enter into that time, different things have been, um, significant for me at different seasons so some of it is just like figuring out what that is for you in this season um but I do think those things um help when you're forming a habit yeah and I just wanted to chime in on the weekend thing as well and just say the a lot of people find it more natural to incorporate God in their weekly routine than their weekend routine and I just want to encourage uh, the people of our church, that in the same way that you you relate to everyone different on the weekend. You know, you're moving slower, um, and so you take leisurely time with your family, with your friends, with your roommates, with whoever. It's slow Saturday morning breakfast, and it's, you know, it's unhurried time. And the weekend is also an opportunity to take unhurried time with God. Yeah. And that's the main reason that we created a different practice on the weekend, is just to say, carve out a little bit of time, uh, don't have a rigid schedule with God on the weekend, but spend some unhurried leisure time in God's presence and learn to relate to him that way as well. Mm -hmm. And I also feel like just to add to that, like I do feel that there is a link sometimes between um, activity and prayer. Like I feel like there have been times in my life where like sitting sitting in my chair, having like prolonged periods of just stillness and silence has been really, really important to me. And then I felt that there was other times when it's like, oh, you know what? I actually need, I need to move. I need to move my body. And actually that helps my prayer life when I just like actually get out of my apartment and go for a walk or like, um, John and I were just talking last night about the fact that like Jesus went up on top of a mountain to pray with God. It wasn't that being on the top of the mountain was any closer to God, but I think there is something about like that activity of like moving up a mountain, getting out some of that energy, like, and then it helps to like clear your mind. Like the way you were talking about your bike ride home, there's something about having that like activity also matching with like conversation with God that helps to like get a lot of that stuff, um, that restless energy out of our system. And it gives us just more of like a clear focus to have time with God. So I think it's just like also knowing when stillness and when activity. And I don't think that there's necessarily a right or wrong for that. Totally agree. Um, as we wrap up, I just want to say that one of the opportunities that is available to anyone wanting to grow in prayer when there's a church-wide common rhythm like this is that probably the best way 
that you can grow in your own practice of prayer is just to go and ask anyone whose spiritual life you respect and, and want to mirror, hey, how do you do the morning, midday, and evening prayers? And ask them to walk you through it. And just listen to exactly how they do it and see what you might be able to incorporate. If you're really bold, pick one of the prayers and say, can I meet you and do this with you? Can I get up early and bring a cup of coffee to your apartment and just sit and do this with you? Or whatever it may be. Um, and because this presents an amazing opportunity for us just to kind of, in, in a holy jealousy sort of way, like steal some secrets from the spiritual lives of others. Gemma, anything you want to say to close? Hmm. One thing I would say, can I add one thing? Yeah. Whenever I started thinking about like morning prayer, and this was like as a, as a mom of young children, one of the things that was really important to me was to actually to sit down and think about my morning routine as a whole and think, what are the things that I want to be true of my morning? What's my ideal morning rhythm? And then to sort of like work backwards and say, okay, what time would I need to wake up? in order for this to be true. And so that kind of helped me to figure out, okay, this is the time that I want to wake up and this is what my plan is going to be. Because I think if you don't have a plan, sometimes you're just like, it's not going to be, it's not going to work terribly well. Um, so that's why I think having just like a simple prayer that rhythm that we have, like we have the words to get us started. But, you know, for people who are just like, I don't know what time to get up. I don't know what, you know, how to get started. Maybe just sit and think, well, what would you love your morning to look like before you walk out the door of your apartment? What would be life-giving for you? What would feel like really whole and healthy? And then just kind of work backwards and think, what what time do I need to get up in order for this to be true? Yeah. As we wrap this up, to, to anyone who's made it to the end of this podcast that's hungry enough for God to have listened to this, Maybe would you just be willing to say a prayer, uh, just a commissioning prayer over the lives of the people of our church as they're listening to this on their commute or in the middle of their day or wherever and are attempting to commune with Jesus throughout the day in prayer? Yeah. Jesus, would you teach us how to pray? Jesus, thank you that you've given us these words that can just um, be a gateway for us to commune with you, to engage with you. And so, God, I just I pray for anyone who is listening on a commute or whatever they're doing right now. I just pray, Holy Spirit, would you fill them? I pray that you would fill us with a desire for more of you, a hunger for more of you, and that as we take these moments, whether it's 30 seconds or 30 minutes, Lord, I just pray that we would meet with you, that we would know your tangible presence, meeting with us, forming us, and shaping us into your likeness. Thank you for a community to do this with and to share this with. And I just pray that you would grow us individually and as a community as we engage with this daily rhythm of prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you.